everybody. We're on OBJ Watch, and we've got drama in the NBA. A big welcome to those of you who <laughs> just watched Japan upset Germany. Wow. This is Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale. That's Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Come on, America, man. We saw Saudis beat Argentina. We just saw Japan upset Germany. Come on. Come on, USA. Get one. Wait a minute. Another big World Cup upset? <laughs> yes. Is that a bad omen from my Dallas Cowboys tomorrow? Let's go, Jazz. Is it in the air? Is it? Wait wait a second. Do you realize we're now nine and a half point favorites over an arch division rival who's also seven and three like we are? You smell that? You smell upset? I I do. I can smell it. You smell classic (laughs) trap game? I do. I I thought it was turkey and dressing that was in the air. That might be upset. Up. Yeah. You hope. It's the battle for NFC East positioning. And, guys, maybe OBJ. We'll get into that in a second. But first, things got heated in that Lakers-Suns game last night after DeAndre Ayton stood over Austin Reeves after a play. Look at this. Patrick Beverly quick to shove Ayton in the back. He was ejected after the game. Devin Booker said Pat Bev needs to stop pushing people in the back. Bev said, hey, I'm just standing up for Reeves and didn't like Ayton standing over his teammate mean mugging. Shannon, who's right, who's wrong? Well, Pat Bell was well within his right. Um, first of all, uh, uh, next time we play, I'm going to get Devin Book ass back. Mm. I'm going to send him to the hole, mm. and I want one of my big men to go upside his head like, sorry about this, Isaiah, like Carmelo did Isaiah Thomas. I'll buy that. Because he hit him in the face, and he's just like, well, I ain't doing that. This is what I do. And he did stand over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get him back, too. Okay. But DeAndre Ayton, Skip, if I'm down on the ground, if I'm a, when I played, if I'm down on the ground, and if a opposing player ain't kneeling down to ask Mary Sharp, you okay? 84, what's going on? How you feel? I mean, what what, what what's wrong? Bro, don't you stand up over me? DeAndre Ayton, you did. First of all, DeAndre Ayton, you stand over the man like you Shaq. You, I just saw you last week, had Steph Curry on you posting up, and you shoot a 12-foot turnaround jumper. Now, all of a sudden, you Shaq. Thank you. You Wilt Chamberlain. Thank you. Hey, first of all, AD, it shouldn't even got the Pat Bev shouldn't have had to come from. I don't know. I don't know where Pat Bev came from. But AD should have shoved him. Because AD was standing right there with him and he's standing over him. So AD should have got should have shoved him first. And I get it, Skip. AD, AD was a super is a star player. Uh he's having a historic type run over the last four games. Did something uh, hadn't happened in 35 years. It's historic, man. He, 37 he, points, 21 rebounds, five steals, five blocks. That's the first time that's happened. And the last, well, he's the first player in the NBA history to have. 35 points, 20 ever. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so, Skip, you know, because you're probably shoving, you're probably going to get suspended. So, I, I kind of understand it. But sometimes, Skip, for a teammate, you got to throw caution to the wind. Yeah. To let these mofos know, bro, y'all not finna do this. You're not finna shove. Hit my man in his face. Mm-hmm. He's down there in pain. And you, first of all, Devin uh, Booker stands over me, mugging. And then DeAndre Ayton gets the ball and he's standing up over him. Nah, bro, that's not finna happen. That's not finna be cool like that. So, I'm 1,000% with Pat Bell. He should have shoved him. I wish he could have shoved him in the third row, but he couldn't. Man, come on, man. That's that's some Bush League stuff with what, what De, uh, DeAndre Ayton did. I, I mean, so what were you trying to prove? I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what, what was it? It didn't, you didn't do it. And then you gonna stand up over the man like all like you got the ball just standing over looking down at it. Mm. Like I said, if you're the opposing player, if I'm on the ground, you be you need to be asking me what's a sharp. You okay? Because if you stand them. Don't worry about it. I'm going to see the film. i get you back. I'm a, but I'm definitely skilled. I'm going to get Devin Booker back before I get DeAndre Ayton back because he started this. He did it first. And then that like he ain't do nothing. Talking about, but Pat Bell, you need to stop hitting people in the face. Yeah. 
But oh no, nah, I'm with Devin. I'm with I'm with Pat Bev on this one, Skip. And AD was like, yeah, Pat Bev got his back. And uh, 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 Austin Reeves said, you know, he th- uh, uh, Pat Bev said Austin Reeves thanked it, thanked him several times. I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And, and Pat Bev is the type of guy, Skip. If he's not on your team, he's an annoyance. He's a pest. You dislike him. But if he's on your team. He's the guy that you know you go to foxhole with. You know if you got to go down a dark alley, come on, Pat Bell. He ain't going to ask you no question like what time. That's the kind of guy you want as a teammate, Skip. But absolutely, I'm with Pat Bell. He should have shoved him harder. I wish he could have shoved him harder. Gave him whiplash. And guess what? Next time the Lakers play uh, uh, Phoenix, Devin Booker, you on, you on notice. Yet it was Devin Booker on TNT right after the game who said, Next time, I'd like him to shove somebody in the chest instead of in the back. Mm-hmm. Okay, I- I'll buy that to a certain extent. Yeah. But I am with you a thousand percent on all the big picture points that yeah. you made. Okay, just for the record, I'm just going to declare this for both of us. We don't advocate fisticuffs and violence. No. Okay, we're not talking about fisticuffs. I was there the night at the fabulous forum when Kermit Washington got a running start and hit Rudy Tomjanovich with his fist and Rudy's jaw as hard as he could hit him and nearly killed him because I was on hospital watch the rest of the night. So we we don't want that. We don't want the malice at the palace. We get it. But there comes a point in a basketball game, and it's not football, but it's basketball, and it's a very physical game. It's just not as physical as your game in (laughs) helmet and pads. But there comes a point when some sort of physicality is called upon, yes. when it's necessary yes. just to say, no, exactly. no, that's enough of that. Right. So Monty Williams was, to me, I love Monty Williams, but he was, he was whining after the game. That's enough of that. And, and I get, he, the line he was trying to draw, and let's just show it real quick to get it out of the way, what, what Pat Bev did to, to Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. Okay, yeah. Okay, this is at the end of game six. It was the closeout game in which Chris Paul had the game of his life at Staples, yeah. right, a- against the Clippers. And if we could see what – this is the end of this play. If we could see what Pat Bev did, here it is. Yeah, yeah, I don't, so, I, yeah you want to talk about whiplash? Yeah, That's Skip, whiplash. Skip, I don't even know what prompted that. Oh, I, I have no idea. It, it was just, I don't know if Chris said something right. to him or if Pat just couldn't handle it anymore. It was out of bounds. Right. It was over the edge. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I'm pretty sure it went up to Jerry West. The, the, the powers that be with the Clippers said, okay, that's enough of him. Right. And he was gone yes. from the Clippers yeah. after that incident. So we're not talking about that. Right. Now back to this one. What did Austin Reeves do to prompt this? Yes. I don't, I don't know. It, they did have a great stat last night on TNT that I was not aware of. He's now up to sixth in the NBA in true shooting percentage, which takes in everything, your jump shots, your three-point shots, right. and your free throw shots. Yes. He's sixth. So, so he's quietly performing at a, at a pretty high level. Yes. I'm not saying he's a great player, but right. he's been pretty good yeah, for this he, team. He don't need to be Steph okay. Curry, he, right. but he okay. serves, he serves he, his he role. He serves does a role, and, and he plays hard. And he maybe, does. Maybe other teams see him a little bit as a pass. Right. Not that he's going to try to aggravate and irritate. Right. He just plays like – ridiculously hard. He I does. think they look at him sometimes and say, could you just cool it a little bit? Exactly. Right? Slow yeah. down a little bit? <laughs> yes. yes. Right? Okay. So something was going on because Devin Booker, as you see in the, the first foul, it, it became a flagrant foul, yeah. which it should have been because he follows through and just whacks him right, right in the face. Okay? Was there some flopping going on? Was there some over-dramatization, some soccer going on there right. a little bit by Austin Reese? Maybe a little bit. I, I didn't think he pounded him in the face, but he, he, he just whacked him across the face. Yes, right? he did. Yeah, okay? and then walked towards him. And he, he stood yeah. over him. 
as if he was trying to get even with him for what? Right. Help me out. Is is there some backstory here we don't know? I didn't see it. I, I didn't see it. I, I, I didn't see it materialize in the game or anything. Yeah. Is Austin Reeves known for cheap shotting anybody? I don't no. think he plays a cheap game. No, no. Sometimes he plays a little out of control and it's like friendly fire where he runs into his own players. Right. You know, it's 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 almost like the Cowboys Bill Bates. He used to just run around <laughs> in the defensive backfield and just run into his own guys. Exactly. Okay. So that starts it. And then you gotta help me out with this. What would then prompt DeAndre yes. Ayton to come out of nowhere, and he's glowering over him. Yes, you know, he's, that, that's what I didn't get. Because he gets skipped. He, actually, with the ball, he gaps the ball, and he pounds the ball in one hand, and then he walks towards Austin Reeves and stand up over him. Okay. I'm like, bro, what? what is that about? That's Austin Reeves. <laughs> that ain't Luka. That's not Jokic. Okay, here's my theory. You want to talk about getting cooked by another big man? He had been getting cooked by Anthony Davis the whole game. <laughs> yes. And, and again, we're talking about 37 and 21 rebounds. Right. Okay? 37 points and 21 rebounds and five steals and five blocks. Five blocks. Okay. The beneficiary of that or the, the receptacle of all that, for the most part, was the other seven-footer, yeah. who was DeAndre Ayton, yeah. who didn't have a terrible game. What did he end up with? 50, he had, 14, he had 14 and 15 rebounds. So, but, but again, I thought it was – he got shamed by AD. Oh, yeah. Okay, was that some of that coming out where – I got you back. Right. Well, well, you didn't get him back. Yeah, it's, you should stand over AD yeah, when you knock him down. Don't stand over Austin, Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves? Yeah. What are you he catches trade for something AD did to you. And again, if Devin Booker had just cold, clean blocked his shot. Right. And he had fallen down off right. a clean block. Then I'd say, okay, I sort of see what you're doing right. here. But it was a hack foul where he followed through right. and just hacked him and, and ended up getting a flagrant foul. Yes. Which he deserved. Right. Okay? So, now what would prompt <laughs> either one of them to stand over poor little Austin yes. Reeves? I don't know. Right. Okay. So, now Pat Bev is just watching from the perimeter. And then he finally just says, wait a second. That's enough of that. <laughs> so, he comes running in from behind and he shoves DeAndre Ayton. I don't think he would have fallen, except he fell over, over Austin Reeves, Reeves would, right? Because right. you could see it if we see it one more time. He 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 just trips over Austin right. Reeves, so I don't think he got shoved down. Right. Because what do we give Pat Bev? Six two, maybe, maybe. six one. Okay. And I don't think he's two hundred pounds. I don't think he is either. And DeAndre Ayton is seven feet tall. Right. I'm pretty sure. So, again, okay, was it hit and run? Well, I, I'm also going to point out to you. Pat Bev, after he shoved him, he didn't hit him with his fist. He just right. shoved him. But he but looked he, around to see who else was okay, coming. But, but he did. If, if you notice, he steps over. Pat Bev then steps over Austin Reeves toward right. DeAndre like, I'm not running. Right. I'm, I'm here. If you want to get back up, although Pat Bev is smart enough to know right. there's not going to be any punches right. thrown there. But the thing is, Pat Bev also looked, because the ref comes and grabs him, he, and he looks around like, oh, you, oh, you, okay, you, 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 you a good guy. Because he's look, you got to look around because you know somebody's going to come to shove you, Skip. So he's looking around, he steps over the official, grabs him, he turns and looks, and I think that's Tory Craig that, yep. that comes in a, a yep. little later. He does, and he looks over his shoulder like, you better have your head on a swivel right. at this point yeah. because somebody's going to come to get even yeah, we with see you. this all the time in football. When somebody stands over somebody, you see the offensive lineman, or you see somebody from the opposing team, bro, they shove him, bro, bro, get from over him. You already did what you did. You, you made the tackle. You did what you did. Now, you're not finna stand over and, and, and like you like you are a, a mythical figure. No, that's not finna happen. But I, I don't get it. I mean, okay, Book, you had, you had a pretty good game. Maybe Austin Reeves, he shot 10 or 24. 
So he had 25 points, but he took it 24 shots. Book did, yeah. Right. So maybe yeah. Austin Reeves was was digging him up. I, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what the case maybe was, Skip. But it was no reason for uh, for him to hit the man in the face. Okay, you, you fouled him. Okay, I got you. My bad. But then you stepped towards him and then to stand over him just like, and then turn around and, gl and glare back at him. I'm like, come on, bro. And then DeAndre Ayton gets the ball, slams it, and he walks towards him and stands over him. Nah, Pat Bell, yeah, I'm 100%. We ought to set up a GoFundMe account. Lakers fan, let's set up a GoFundMe account for Pat Bell. Because you're going to get fined and suspended. He's going to get suspended. I'm going <laughs> I'm to assume it's just for a game, but I could Maybe be two wrong, games, maybe. Skip, because they gave him one game for the, the Chris Paul shove. True. And now what we yeah, see is the real curry right. He's got some track record. Yes, here. yes. <sighs> okay. The point is, when you sign Pat Bev, you sign him in part for that. Yes. That, that's his role yes. on, on the team. And I think they didn't like it. I think they loved it. Of course. As you said, Austin Reeves is, is thanking yeah, him profusely. Should, yeah. Darvin Ham did nothing but support Pat Bev he, after the game. He, he didn't say he was out of line or out of bounds. He said, I loved what he did. Yeah. Okay? So did I. I loved what he did. Again, I hope Braun on the sideline dapped him up when he came there. He did. <laughs> okay, so if we're talking about man-to-man, -man, should he have run around to the front side of DeAndre and shoved him in the chest? Right. I, I don't know. You can make that case. But I, I think Pat Bev, that was an emotional sort of overreaction in a good way. Where right. He just emotionally reacted right. to it right. on site, and it was a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction, but he just went and pushed him. Yes. Okay. Is it gutless to push from behind in your world of yeah? Your but world it was view? gutless for you to stand over a man that it, was injured. It was. It was. I mean, so 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 where's the honor in that? You think you feel what I did was wrong, but somehow you thought what you did was right by standing over a guy that's, that that got hit in the face and he's in pain, and you standing over the top of him like what? Nah, that's not going to happen. Okay, did you ever run to a teammate's defense when somebody was standing over him? Would you have run and Oh, yeah, shove? yeah, I'm going I'm to shove, shove your ass right out the way, get, up, get from over. Okay. If you didn't, you better be asking, like I said, if you down asking, hey, man, you okay? What, uh, what's hurting? You know, a lot of times you see guys that get the injured, they motion the guy, you know, hey, he's hurt. Absolutely. But you're not finna just stand over here like, yeah. nah, nah, that's not going to happen. Okay. That's not going to happen. And it wouldn't be against the man code to run up in your game and shove from behind, just shove him out of the way? Let me tell you what we did, Skip. This is how we got your back. I'm going to tell Spill a little tea. You did something to one of our linemen, and they tell me, say, hey, man, he dirty. He, he doing this, he doing that. We played in Cincinnati one year, and uh, the lineman was doing something to Tommy Nadine Center. He told Mike to call text block. Text mm -hmm. box is when I come down, and I'm, t I'm wiping out everything. I'm leg whipping, I'm wiping out everything. Mm -hmm. I took the whole side out. Okay. That didn't happen anymore in the game. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get you. I'm, but, Skip, I'm going to make it look like a play. That's blocking. I'm blocking. Because what you're telling me, if you don't care anything, like a cheap shot or you do something to one of my teammates, my teammates, they're like my brother. If you do something to one of them, you're doing something to me. So if you're telling them you don't care about them being able to provide for their family, I'm going to tell you I don't give a damn about you providing for your family. So we're going to do an eye for an eye. And I know we might be both be blind at the end of the mm -hmm. game, but oh well, neither one of us is going to be able to see. That but I'm going to get you back. You're not going to do anything dirty to my teammates, okay. and I know about it. Was any part of your block that day illegal? No, nah, it wasn't legal. Okay. I, made, I made sure I made sure I got my head in front, but I put it right on that knee. I put it right on the knee, and I wiped the end. I wiped the defensive tackle. I think tackle. the rules have changed. No, you point. can't do that anymore. You, you can't, can't leg skip. We leg whip. Because we, we brought the blocking scheme from the 49ers. You know, yep. they were notorious they were. for leg whipping and, and chop blocking. Okay. So however you want to die, like, we're going to get you back. <sighs> I thought it was a flash 
point, sort of turning point moment for the Lakers. They had won three straight games. I think they came out of this game feeling pretty yeah. good about themselves. Right. Well, Skip, you think about it. Pat Bell played almost 30 minutes, and he scored zero points. Troy Brown played 21 minutes, and he gave you zero points. If you get, say, let's just say for the sake of argument, you get 10 points from those guys, who knows? You, it might be a different ball game. Russ came off the bench and gave you 21. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but, hey, he pushed the tempo, and he didn't have I, a one I turnover. I can was, live with that. You know what? I thought he was pretty good last yeah. night. Yeah. I, I liked I can the, live with the that. energy. Yep. So the point is, LeBron is coming back on Friday night by report. Right. Chris Haynes reported that last night right. on TNT. All of a sudden, you look at this team with Anthony playing at a oh, supremely like high level. If, if you keep this up, can you scramble back into the playoff race? Can, can you get back at least into the play-in? You're probably going to have to win every three or four games. So if you play four games, you're going to probably need three to get back, Skip, because you've given up so much ground. What did they they won? Five and five, 11. Five of 11. Yeah. So you're going to probably just to get back. before Skip, before, you get, before the All-Star game, you're going to have to win three or four. Uh, every series or every four games, you got to win three of them because you're six games under 500. But I keep telling you, I look at this team on paper and I say, Anthony Davis is now playing like at least a top 10 player. Yeah. He might be top five. Well, this is the Anthony Davis skip that we saw in New Orleans. Yeah. Where everybody said, this man, is- if he got with the right team, because we know he's capable of doing this. And that's what's so skip. That should be an indictment. Yeah. Because we've never seen this in Anthony Davis when he's been in L.A. And to see him do it, and do it with relative ease. Skip, he took 17 shots. Gosh. He took 17 shots. But he went to the free throw line, what, 16 times, which is telling yeah, me he's being the, very aggressive. And over the last four games, he's making 92% from the line. Remember the doldrums he fell into where he yeah. just couldn't make a free throw? Hey, Skip, and guess what? Zero for zero, three-point attempts, three-point That'll make. That'll work. That's what I – he has that ability, but that's not his strong suit. Okay. Get down on that block, AD, and eat. Okay, and it's not the Lakers' strong suit to make threes because they made four of 22, yet they were still in the game late. late. It, it took some big Phoenix shots down the stretch to hold them off. Yes. And yet the point was I'm, I'm ready to go so far as to say Russell Westbrook has had a late career rebirth yeah. as a sixth man. Well, he's the betting favorite for the sixth man. Well, he should be. He should be. And I think somebody, I think Darvin convinced him. How would you like to, you, you know, you've, you've been the MVP. Right. You've been the most improved right. player. How about add right. to your resume sixth man of the right. year? Yeah, that would right? be great. Skip, Phoenix, you're not the bad boy Pistons. You're not the Miami, the old Miami Heat. You're not the Knicks where you knock people down and you stand up over them and you dare somebody to do something. That's not your MO. That's not who you guys are. Mm. So stop pretending like you're trying to send a message to somebody because the message wasn't received. Mm. So this team has punished your team in the playoffs. Oh, they've beaten us like nine, ten like, times in a row, yeah. including and the playoffs. So now I think a rivalry has been reborn here a little bit where when LeBron comes back, I can't wait for the next matchup with these guys. We got some for them. Yeah. Well, who, Thomas Bryant, I'm going to put Thomas Bryant in the game. If Devin Booker comes anywhere near the paint, lay his out. Okay, here we go. I love it. Also out of this game, gentlemen, hopefully he and LeBron will both be available for that December 19th rematch in Phoenix. That should be a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to OBJ watch this morning, guys. The Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes continues. Dak Prescott is the latest cowboy to chime in. He says he's reached out to OBJ about joining Dallas. Now, let's not forget, the Giants are still making their push for Odell, with wideout Sterling Shepard saying he keeps in contact with OBJ and thinks that Odell would love to return to New York. This is getting good. Shannon, what's your gut feeling right now about where Odell signs? Well, if he wants to win a ring, he says he wants to win. He wants a chance to win a championship. He'll go to Dallas. 
Now, if he wants to go homecoming, if he wants to, you know, have, you know, have a, a nostalgic moment mm -hmm. and go back in the locker room with some friends with Saquon, Sterling Shepard, I'm sure a lot of the athletic trainers and doctors and everything, they're still there. He's very agree. familiar with the city of New York. He is. Uh, he's unfamiliar with Dallas. I don't know how much time he spent in Dallas, but when you spend three, four years, uh, uh, five years like he spent in New mm -hmm. York, he's very familiar with the, with the New York area. He's very familiar with the Giants. So if that's what he wants, if he wants a homecoming, go to the Giants. You're not going to win a championship in New York. That's not going to happen. Now, he said he wants a chance to win, and he wants the chance to go and win a championship. Dallas is in a better position currently for him to meet those goals. So for me, it seems like a no-brainer. Now, obviously, the money is going to be an issue. How much money is he willing to take? Because the Giants probably will be willing to meet his demands and give him the pro-rated $20 million and then give him a two-, three-year deal on top of that. Will the Cowboys be willing to meet his demands and give him a two-, a two or three-year deal on top of that? I don't know. Mm. Because the Cowboys says, I, I think you kind of need us a little bit more than we need you. We've shown over the last couple of weeks that we can win without another uh, wide receiver. Well, at least over the last week. I wouldn't well, they, go a couple of weeks, but go ahead. Well, they, well, they, well, they played well. That, that was, I put that loss in Green Bay on the defense. 14-point lead. Okay. I need you to play in Green Bay and, like and, you played and, Sunday. And I need Dak's offense to have the ball four <laughs> times at the end of the game and score at least a field goal, and they scored right. zilch. And, go and, ahead. And, and the first, and, uh, and Tampa, what Tampa, excuse me, Minnesota, yep. you have the ball the first seven times, you go get you go get points. So that's that's good enough. So And then Dak says, I'm – I don't know how you get a better recruitment pitch than what the Cowboys have given Odell. I mean, from D-Law to uh, uh, C.D. Lamb to this one to, to Dick, Micah. To, to, to Micah. Mm -hmm. yep. And Dak says, I've reached out to him personally. He has. And let him know that we would mm -hmm. love to have your services. Yep. We think you would fit great in this locker room. And it has an opportunity for you to help us. And we go do something special. So you can't get a better pitch. You've heard the owner speaking glowing terms about you. But at the end of the day, it only matters if he signs the check. Not what he says, it's about what he does. Yep. So for me, Skip, it seems like it's a no-brainer mm -hmm. that the Cowboys are the better option if he wants to win and go mm -hmm. compete for a championship. If he wants to go home because he wants to go back and wants to finish where it all started, yep. well, the Giants obviously is a no question because okay. he spent the better part. The best parts of his career has been in New York. And if that's what he wants, go to New York. But a championship, that ain't happening. So if you had to bet on it at this very moment, you would bet Dallas. I would bet Dallas, absolutely. Okay. I got it. It feels to me like a game that will be played tomorrow afternoon, Thanksgiving afternoon, the game of the regular season to me every year is this game featuring my Dallas Cowboys. Right. This one features an arch rival in the division, New York Giants. Mm -hmm. They are also 7-3, and three, as are the Cowboys. It feels like <clears throat> the winner of this game will get Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. That's, that's how I boil it down because – if the Giants do come in and pull off what would be seen as a massive upset, right. Dallas is now a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, okay. and I don't think anybody in the world is going to pick Dallas to win this game. I mean, pick Giants. Uh, the Giants to win this game. I right. don't think anybody will, nope. and, and sometimes that can be the classic trap because I, I don't think the Giants are a bad team by any stretch. Right. It's possible that they would have as many as six starters who started against the Lions not eligible or, or, or not, not available for this game. Skip, at some point in time, that next man up becomes just coach's speak. Yep. You just can't keep having guys go down to my next man up, next man up, okay. next man up. All right, I got it. No team has ever recruited Odell, even last year, any harder than my team has. Has anybody ever been recruited no, in the no, NFL no, like this? No. 
It's never happened like this. They have rolled out the metallic blue carpet, yes. and it's like miles long. Everybody's on the carpet right. saying, please, everybody's down on bended knee. Odell, please, 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 this is made for you. I right. keep saying he was born to be a Dallas Cowboy, to, to perhaps finish his career as a Dallas Cowboy because he did New York and he did L.A. Unfortunately, he had to do Cleveland also, but he needs to finish with America's team. He needs to wear that star on the side of his helmet. Yep. But it feels like if if somehow the Giants jerk the rug out from under the Cowboys tomorrow afternoon, that it feels like Odell might lean back toward the Giants. But here's why I'm going to say he won't be a Giant. They will then heavily recruit him and say, you got to come home. you got to come back. Right. And, and I, I'm pretty sure you, you know him a lot better than I do, but – but it seems like two of his closest friends are Sterling Shepard and Saquon. They are. They work out together, and I think they're they're soulmates. They're they're blood brothers well, tell, because they played together. Well, tell them tell them in Jamaica after I win the Super Bowl with the Cowboys, we can still be friends. Okay. All right. I got. Skip, it. I'm trying to skip. I'm trying. At this point in my career, I, I got it. There's not Here, very many opportunities you're gonna get like this, Skip. It's on a silver platter. All right. And here's the other one. Remember. The, the leading receiver in targets and catches is Darius Slayton, who's not all that. No. He's not really a true number one to me. There's no Sterling Shepard right now because he's gone. Right. He's out. Wondell Robinson got injured. He did. He's he out. just got Okay. The, the leading receiver in targets and catches overall is Saquon, who is your running back. Right. Okay. The problem for Odell would be if, if he decided, I'm going to go home again. I'm going to go back to the Giants. He would immediately be perceived. Let's say they win the game and right. they get to eight and three. He would be perceived savior. as their savior. Mm -hmm. He would. People would say, "We need 2014 Odell. We right. need you back. We need the Pro Bowl Odell." I don't know if that body has it in there anymore right. because I don't. He's had the ACL reconstructed, right. reconfigured twice right. now on the same right. knee, right. which is scary to me. And he had three different surgeries in Cleveland. <laughs> At age 30, could he stand up to being the savior? I don't know because no, it's no. hard to know. Is that you're asking an awful lot, Skip, for someone to be your savior that's coming off a second ACL injury yep. and you don't really know how his body's going to respond to, to – obviously, he's going to have to take a physical. But there's one thing about running straight ahead on a treadmill yep. and running straight ahead on a track. But plant cutting with helmets and shoulder pads, guys bumping into you is something entirely different. So you're asking an awful lot of a guy that hadn't played football in a very long time to come in and be your savior. He doesn't have to be your savior. Just think, Skip. I don't believe in Dominican Sue is coming out of retirement or wherever he was, hiatus, for anything other than a team that presented an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. All right. The Eagles gave him that opportunity. Agreed. I believe the Cowboys presents a better opportunity, although going home would be ground, man. Never thought I'd be back in this locker room, yep. see some of the guys. That's great. It would but be. at the end of the day, you said you wanted to win. And I believe the Cowboys give you a much better chance, as a matter of fact, a 90-10 better chance of winning long-term than the Giants. Okay. So now back to my Cowboys. I believe everybody in that building is all in except for the man who matters the most. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because his quote yesterday had an interesting phrase in it, if I can find the whole quote. He went on and on about this and that. It's Jerry speak, which I can't even decipher. But at the end of it, he said, the main thing that everybody would agree with, if you can improve this team right now and it's within reason, you should do it. Right. And it's within reason, said Gerald Wayne Jones Jr. Within reason. 
What does that mean, Mr. Jones? Jerry's the only guy that he wants a discount, but he wants you to pay full price. That's, that's how he operates, Kim. He operates, so he's okay. looking at Odell. I want you, but I need you to take, you know, probably 50, 60 cents on the dollar. That's what he needs. So it has been reported that Odell wants something commiserate with with what Michael Williams just got to start this season. I know he goes in and out of the lineup. He's been beat up. But right. he got three years at $60 million. That's $20 million a year. Right. And Odell would want that prorated this year right. down the stretch of however many games, what would be six games yeah. left. Yeah. So he would want prorated $20 million of those games. And then, obviously, he would like some duration to this deal right. to take him into his early 30s. So would he want two more years on top of that? Probably, Probably he would. Probably. Okay. Can you – is it too rich for Jerry's blood to go to $20 million a year, one prorated this year, and then 20 and 20 for the next two? Because I'm pretty sure that's the market price. Yes. That, that's what Odell say. Well, I'm, I'm worth it. I showed down the stretch last year I was worth this much. I agree. I don't think personally, Skip, that's going to damage it because you know you got Trayvon Diggs. He's in the third year of a four-year deal, mm, Skip. Yeah. And he's going to he, he's gonna want Jalen Ramsey money. And, Whoever you know the high, and he's going to get it. I think he deserves it. He'll get it. And I think he's earning it day after day. And I think he very quietly did a very good job once again on Justin Jefferson, yeah. even though Minnesota didn't have the ball very much. Right. And they got behind, and then it was a horror show. But the point he, is. You got to save some. Yeah. Because after next the, season. The big one's coming. <laughs> 11 he, he, from heaven. Skip, ain't going to be no discount. No. You already know ain't going to be no discount with this kid. Because no. this kid, and if he gets defensive player of the year in his first two years, there's a possibility he might be getting back-to-back years. So he'll be a defensive player of the year two times in his first three years. You're going to probably have to go $35 million a year for a defensive player. Maybe more, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, oh, yeah. He will get $100, he will get $100 million the moment he walks into the Whatever Dak got, he's going to get $25, 30000000 million more than what Dak got to sign. Okay. Me? Yeah. Worth every penny oh, you, of that. You give it to him? I, I'm, I'm a doing, $200 million defensive player? He's the driving force of wow. my whole football team. Ooh. He is the face of the franchise, you know, even above the quarterback at this point. You normally real stingy with the Cowboys' money, but you just Man. opened up the, the, the bank ball with that one. He is invaluable. He is. And I think you agree with yeah, that. Oh, yeah. He's going to be 24. He'll be 24. I keep telling you, I think they, they come out of the tunnel, and they look around and they say, we got 11, and you guys don't yeah. have 11. I think it boils down to that. Yeah. Okay, so what would Odell do for the team? I keep telling you, I don't really care about his productivity at this point. If, if he could do what he did for the Rams last year, I would be right. ecstatic. Right. Because it took a while to get right. some rhythm with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's going to take a ride. Remember, he, he played eight games down the stretch for the Rams. He averaged three catches for 34 yards, and he was pretty quiet. And then all of a sudden... He got real loud when they went to Tampa yep. because he caught nine for 113, right. and he was starting to get louder right. in the Super Bowl when right. he caught the two balls, including the early yeah. touchdown, mm -hmm. and then you know what happened. Right. Okay, if you could do that, he's worth the $20 million because beyond what he can do, actual productivity, he's a superstar. He, he is a social media giant. And you can say, well, how does that translate? It just translates that you sent a message to your locker room. I went and got you. The one that you wanted right. because he has mystique to him. He, as you know, he, he has star quality to him. He has presence. He has aura. Once you get Odell in your locker room, on your sideline, and in your huddle, right. you start thinking, man, Jerry is serious about this. I still believe coming off an injury, 
that he still can be your third or fourth best corner. I, I, and that's I, probably what he, yeah, right, yeah. he he'll be your third. He'll be your third. He'll be, I, I, but I, he'll get matched up against your third or fourth corner. Okay. So I feel that Odell against some a team's third or fourth corner is a better oh. matchup. And, so, oh. and that's what he got. A lot of teams had to play him. They're like, okay, we got to devote this attention to Cooper uh, Cooper Cup. Yep. And Odell was eating on second and third guy. He was. He so was now eating. if he goes back to eat, if he goes and he's the third guy behind uh, CD and Gallup, he's gonna get the third or fourth corner skip. Okay. Just in my my heart of hearts and my gut feeling, I think once he got in rhythm, yeah. if, it, if the ACL is just pretty good, yeah. I think he could be a little better than Michael Gallup. And Michael yeah. Gallup's pretty good, yeah. and he had a little bit of a burst right. at Minnesota where you start to say, wait a second, maybe right. he's, he's coming off ACL yep. also. Yes. But over time, by, by come playoff time, I think he could be more valuable because oh, yeah. he's been in big situations right. and circumstances where he has risen and shown right. – at, at the highest levels. Right. So I, I would prefer that. Uh, CD is the unqualified yeah. number one overall yeah. receiver, right? Yeah. And, and he knows that. Yeah. And he would respect that. And I think CD would not be threatened by no. him because CD is, I think he's third in the league in targets. Target. Well, okay. But so the, the offense has been revolving, the throwing, the passing right. offense has been revolving around 88. Well, there's room for him. Yes. There's room because. Dak and Noah Brown have never had the greatest chemistry to me, the greatest. But he hit him on a great throw on Sunday. Let's get okay. me. But that wasn't a great throw to me because it was actually an under. That was the only throw that I had some question about with Dak right. because it was a pump and go. Right. And Noah got him. Yeah. And it was that that kid Booth who's yeah. been, they picked on him all game oh, long. Yeah. And, and he underthrew it a little bit and Noah had to stop and catch it. And then he went down at the one yard line. Right. But, but the point is. Is he better than Noah Brown? You, yeah. you know it, and I know it. Okay, you so, better than the other guy you took in the third round from South Alabama. Okay. Well, who, who's been no factor? And look, James Washington. They keep saying he's going to be back. He's going to be back, and he's not back. Right. And he had like a Jones fracture type right. injury right. to his foot. Well, I don't know, and he never was much in Pittsburgh. I was just hoping against hope that he could give me a one deep ball a game. Right. Well. I'm good with him. Right. I'll take that with CD and Gallup, and then right. I'm good to go. And obviously, Dalton Schultz has good rapport with Dak and Absolutely. good connection with him. And then you're good to go. And I also think that Tony Pollard, who played receiver at Memphis, should get more and more targets as we go down right. the stretch. Because as we keep seeing, you get him in space, he can go. Yep. Okay? So it, it, it just makes all the sense in the world. It's a Super Bowl move by a man who has said repeatedly, you would not believe the size of the check, check I would write. Okay? It doesn't matter what size of check you'd write when it's a salary cap situation right. because he's so frugal against the cap and he believes in building Through from right. within. Well, it's easy to say that, Skip. You have no idea because, we, because everybody knows. Well, Jerry, you can't write the size of the check that you want because you have a cap issue. It's not like baseball. No. <laughs> you know, the Yankees. Then, then he'd be good to go. Right. He yeah. could just go. They could cut Aaron Judge a check for $400 million and yeah. it'd be good to go. Right. You know, we give you nine years, 10 years, $400 million. Good. You can't do that in the NFL. And Jerry okay. knows that. Okay. I do fear that Jerry's going to sit back, depending on the outcome tomorrow. If, let's just say, for the sake of argument, let's say they, they do to the Giants pretty much what they just did to Minnesota. What if they just blow them off the field? Would Jerry sit back and say, you know what? Tyron Smith is about to come back at left tackle so I can move Tyler Smith over one to left guard. And James Washington's about to be good to go. I, I think I, I'm. I think I'm just going to stand pat. You here. sound. You sound like a man that thinks Jerry's going to talk himself out of he, it. He well could because he loves to go against the grain. Right. He's not one to give in to 
to sort of a public tidal wave of, let's go get Odell. And right now, Jerry has done everything. I mean, to draft all these players, if Odell comes in, plays decent in the playoff, Odell going to get some credit. He would. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry wants all the credit. Because right now, Skip, he built everything. He did. He kept DQ. He uh, died. He re-signed Dak. I guess, you know, he didn't really want to. They drafted Micah. They they, they let uh, uh, Randy Gregory go. They promoted they Doris Armstrong. Yep. So they he's done a lot. Jerry can say, I am the draft master. I, I am the one who picked Sam Williams in the second round, yep. right? Yep. And he's starting to flash even more than Randy Gregory yep. flashed. Yep. So you're, you're right. That's my fear. But they need, if, if they want to go do some things, some big things, right. some great things, they need that man. Wow. Oh, do you hear that? Yep. I mean, you ruined one quarterback, and now you can bring life, you know, bring <laughs> more life to another quarterback. Yeah, I just, he, he wouldn't ruin Dak, would he? I don't know. No. Well, Dak apparently sure doesn't think so, gentlemen. At least supposedly right now, OBJ is set to visit both teams after the Thanksgiving holiday. We'll see if that game tomorrow changes his mind and lets him land on one definitively. All right. Still to come here on Undisputed this morning, guys. How did Ben Simmons look in his return to Philly? You know that was a huge night for him. Skip and Shannon break it all down on the other side of this break here on FS1. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me. Or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Christian Pulisic and Team USA coming off that 1-1 tie against Wales earlier this week. Now they look ahead to the group favorite, England. Be sure to catch all the action. Coverage starting this Friday only on Fox at 1 p.m. Eastern. Back here in the U.S., Ben Simmons faced booze last night in his return to Philly. No surprise there. Simmons did finish with 11 points, 11 assists, 7 boards in the 115-106 loss. After the game, Simmons said he thought his reception would be, quote, louder. Flirting with a triple-double there. Shannon, how impressed were you with Simmons' return to Philly? What am I impressed by? 
Brooklyn lost to a team without their three best players. Skip, we talked about this yesterday. We said, like, man, this should be easy picking. No Joel Embiid inside, no James Harden, no Tyrese Maxey. And they lose to this team? Tobias Harris had a season high, 24 points. Now, we all know Tobias Harris is a max player that's avoided criticism. They signed Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler, much to the chagrin of Joel Embiid. Mm. De'Anthony Melton had a season high, 22 points. Paul Reed had 19 points. Before last night, Paul Reed had eight games of zero points. He had five games of two points. He came into the night averaging .8 points a game. The man had 19 and 10. Mm -hmm. Now, Ben Simmons had to be guarding one of those guys. Yep. Either he was guarding Paul Reed, Tobias Harris, or DeAnthony Melton. Mm -hmm. One of those guys, he was guarding, and they had season highs on his watch. Skip the next offer. I got crushed on the glass again by 14. Skip, the Sixers had 20 offensive rebounds mm -hmm. with no Joel Embiid. No Joel Embiid, and you give up 20 offensive boards. 22 second chance points, you had seven. Skip, this is embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he got close. I thought he'd have, I think I said 12, 8, and 7. I think I said something like that. So I was I was close. He had 11 assists. He had a more assist than I thought he would have. Yeah. Pretty close in rebounds, pretty close in points. But I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with anything. This is embarrassing. The Brooklyn Nets should be embarrassed about what that, that performance that they put out there last night. Everybody, from top to bottom, not just Ben Simmons. And he's going to talk about, I thought, we, why you care? See, Skip, he worried about the wrong thing. But I thought the reception was going to be worse than that. So, I thought you was going. I thought y'all was going to play better than what you played. This, this, he, he's worried about the wrong thing. They, I mean, that's that's terrible. That that was a terrible performance all around from the Brooklyn Nets. And no, I wasn't impressed because a team without the three best players and no big presence inside. Ben Simmons should have ate. Ben Simmons should have had 31, 11, and seven. Paul Reed, Paul Reed from DePaul. Now, Skip, like you know, back in the 80s, DePaul was a powerhouse. When they had Coach Myers coaching, they had uh, 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 Mark Aguirre. They were a really good team in the 80s. I re I'm, old enough to, I'm old enough to remember mm -hmm. when they were really good. I, but I the, covered them in Chicago <laughs> when they were still pretty good. Yeah. So they're, yeah. not, they're, they're not just – but no, Skip, you can't have three guys. Three best players are out, and then you get three guys get season highs. Come on, man. Come on, Skip. Mm. By the way, Paul Reed was the G League MVP, just for the record. Skip, he was the 58th okay. pick in the draft. Okay, but, but again – I've liked him when, when he gets in. Here's, here's the big picture takeaway for me. Remember, I picked the Sixers to win the East, yeah. and it was because of this depth. But unfortunately, on a nightly basis, the depth doesn't get much of a chance because the other guys just dominate the ball. It's funny, listen to Tobias Harris after the game. He said, I, I knew that for once I was actually going to get to touch the ball a lot right. tonight because he was going to be relied upon right. to be the scorer that he right. is capable of being that he often is not. Right. Okay, so I got that. I did tweet the word embarrassed. I'm with you on that. They should be <laughs> humiliated over what happened because this was the classic case of what Dick Motta used to say to me when he was the, the coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Dick Motta once upon a time won a championship yeah. in this league, and he used to – With the old bullets, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm scared. Yeah. They're the Wizards now, but they, yeah, they, they were, were called that back once then. Once upon a time, they were, and they beat Seattle in the finals. They did. And he he was the ringmaster of that one. Bobby Darridge, Elvin yeah. Hayes, uh, Wes Unsel. That, that is correct. But he used to call it the wounded tiger syndrome, and he said, you, you, in this league, all the teams have enough talent that if, if you aren't careful, if you don't go out and match intensity with, with the subs, yeah. you're liable to get embarrassed. And yeah. they, they got hugely embarrassed, and it mainly – you're going to attribute it to, 
look, the, the Sixers made 16 of 32 three-point shots. Well, if you do that, if you're going to make 16 threes, you're going to have a chance to embarrass the other team. Right. And they did. So we, we got the usual stat machines. Look, look, look at what KD and Kyrie did. They're like solo stat machines right. who operate in their solo universe independent of this thing called defense because right. they don't seem to care about the defense. No. But, but Kevin makes – 9 of 14, that works, right? Even though it was only 20 points, he had a string of 25 pluses to start the year. But Kyrie made 10 of 18. Well, that looks pretty good on paper, right? Right. They got embarrassed. But okay. Skip, they got to be in the mid-30s in order for them to win a game. Right. They can't be in the – Skip, they can't score 20 points, 43 points between the two of them and win. All right, so now back to Ben Simmons. I was impressed with how he handled himself, given the demons – that I think he's still fighting deep in his subconscious that all started, that all got their starts in Philadelphia. Right. And so to go back, you've been there before where mm-hmm. you had to go back, but you didn't get really booed. No, I didn't. I mean, nobody booed you. But, I didn't. But he, he was ready for the boos, and I thought he handled the boos fairly well. The, the point you make is a good point because I think he was so fixated on, I just got to survive the night psychologically yes. and emotionally. Yes that the winning part is irrelevant. Right. Like, whatever's happening on the scoreboard is irrelevant. I just got to survive right. and advance to the next game, right. right? So his numbers are pretty good because it's who he is. Right. I, I keep telling you, he, he is a, an extremely gifted basketball player who's gifted completely unconventionally because he can't shoot a lick. Correct. But he did go to the free throw line last night. Early he had two, and he made one, and then he went up the court like, I got you. Like, like, I, I, he did about yeah. to George Shrug. Like, hey, I made a free throw. Okay. What, like, y'all thought okay. I was going to miss these? Okay, for him, that was a big <laughs> deal, and he makes three out of six. So he winds up with 11 points, but he had 11 assists. Yes. And he had seven rebounds. Yes. Okay, so he had a Jason Kidd almost triple-double. Correct. But then you keep looking across the stat sheet, and you say, well, wait a second. He had three steals. Three blocks. And he had three blocks yep. to go with three turnovers. But that's who he is. Yeah. He he can put those numbers in columns in the stat in, in the box score that the others can't do mm-hmm. because the, the the other he's a good fit for this team, but it didn't matter last night because when push came to shove, when they needed to really ratchet it up and put their put the pedal to the metal in the fourth quarter, what did Ben Simmons do in the fourth quarter? Help me out here. I don't think he scored. He played five minutes. He didn't even take a shot. He didn't obviously attempt a free throw. He he didn't have a rebound and he didn't have an assist. He did have a steal and he did have a couple of block shots, which is decent. But but again, what was he doing in the fourth quarter? He was staying away from the basketball exactly. because I think he didn't want to go to the free throw line. Skill. Right. But here again, what happened? They allowed the Sixers to shoot fifty percent from they the did. floor, sixty percent from the three point line. Yep. They made five or six free throws and they scored thirty points. That's what. And happened. boom, that, and that's it because you don't play defense. Yep. Kevin Durant only took. Kevin Durant only played six minutes in the fourth quarter. I'm like, well, well they yanked. He yanked all the starters yeah. with about five minutes left because it. But he only took one shot. Like, yep. yep. I mean, no, I got it. I got it. I kept waiting for him to say, "Okay, now we're gonna go." And now they didn't go. I don't care what anybody say. Kevin Durant over Brooklyn. Maybe. He's over Maybe. Brooklyn. Skip. Yeah. I mean, he'll play offense. Yeah, yeah, no, play yeah, yeah. But I'm saying he's gonna play hard. He's not gonna quit. But that he want to be somewhere else. He don't want to be in Brooklyn anymore. You could be right. So I think Ben Simmons, in the big picture, was very relieved that he got that behind him. I think it was a huge psychological hurdle for him right. as he fights off all the demons in the back of his head. But he did get the, uh, the crowd chicken nuggets because he missed two he free did throws. That. He did that. <laughs> yeah. 
It's yeah. the skill. Okay, okay, you make the two free throws and you give the shrug. But every time you make a, sh a shot, you can't shush the crowd. Yeah. You can't be shushing the crowd in the third quarter, bro. You no. got to wait until the ball game, late the ball game, and you hit the dagger shot. Okay, but for him, that was his game seven. You know, like he, he just needed nah. to get through game seven, right? And, yeah. and and be respectable. And the numbers are respectable. Yeah. The the only number that's not respectable is the final score of the game because it's it's a humiliation. Yes, you lost by nine without the three best players. 115 to 106. How you get out, Skip? How you get out rebounded by 14 with no Joel Embiid on the desire. court? If Paul Reed, desire. So if Paul Reed gave you 19 and 10, what the hell would Embiid have given you? 50 and 20, he'd have had an AD night. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> he'd have had, had AD yeah. night, Skip. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Sixers are on notice because when they get their three best players back, you would think that this looks like a pretty good roster, right? Oh, it is. But I don't think I don't think they can beat Boston. I don't think they can beat because Chris Middleton hadn't played a snap yet, hadn't played dribble the ball yet this year. He's coming back. I don't believe I don't believe they can mess with those two teams. Those are clearly the two team best teams in the East that I've seen thus far. Speaking of intensity and commitment and focus, when Joel Embiid decides, yeah, he, he, he's the biggest monster in the league yeah. to me. So he has to decide on a nightly basis, and then the next issue is he has to be healthy on a nightly basis. Okay, but that, but And it's that, one thing after another. If, it's a foot. It's his stomach. It's a this. It's what a, do most big oh, men suffer I from? It. I got it. His feet. Mm -hmm. Bill Walton, they ruined it. It ended his career, basically ended his career. Yeah, he, he played another five, six, seven years, Skip, but he was never the same big red that dominated the NBA Finals that was rookie of the year that won the NBA Finals and was Finals MVP. He was never that again. He was the league MVP. Yes! As a, he absolutely worked. The first two years, he was a sensation. He was could do it all. And then the feet, Sam Boyd, Big no yep. I mean, Skip, I mean, Joel Embiid, what do you think Joel weighs? 320? At least. He's he at looks least like he slimmed down a little bit this year. But Skip, the man, I, he has, I know for you a fact he's changed his diet. On some. a 7-2 frame. I, I got it. I got it. Yeah, he's, he's three bills for sure. Easy. Okay. But when he's right. Oh, yeah, he's legit. Oh. Hey, there's nobody righter when, when he's right. Yeah. And, and if they could get, then I don't know what's wrong with James. He's always got something wrong with him. Now, he got, like I said, I don't know what kind of shoes they're wearing. Maybe they're wearing flip-flops at practice or shoot-arounds or something. Know. But how you have your three best players and they basically dealing with the same type of injury, a foot injury? I don't know. But just from a distance, because I am a Ben Simmons fan, I, I was proud of him for getting through it. I know yeah. it doesn't count on the scoreboard, but just to get through that and be, I, I think we can say he was respectable, right? Oof. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Skip, we should, we should got to expect more from a three-time All-Star and a two-time uh, All-NBA defensive player. Yeah. We got to expect more than okay, be but I think he's respectable. He he's on the trail back, maybe not to that glory because that it's hard to be Rookie of the Year, make three straight All-Star teams right. and two straight first-team All-Defense. It's hard to do. Right. And I don't know if he'll ever reachieve that. Again. Sometimes he moves like his back was like yeah. his back. You can tell he had something wrong with his back because he's not as fluid as he once was. Yeah. He did play. I got one last one I wanted to show really? for those who didn't get to see the game. He was trying as hard as he could try because he made one play at the end of the half, if we could see it real quick, where he, he fought for the basketball and then dived on the floor and made a high IQ assist. We slapped the ball up the floor to Kevin. Yeah. For, okay. That's who, he, That's who he, he can do that, okay? That's who he is. Slapped it up the floor, off the floor. He just saw it and read it and slapped it. And, and again, 
that's his value to this team. Yes. But if the if the two superstars are unplugged, it doesn't matter. Let's get he can't play defense well enough by himself no. to overcome the lack of players Agreed. that they have that's defensive minded. Yeah. I mean, when you give up when you give up four, a plus fourteen with no Joel Embiid, you know Joel Embiid is a twelve rebound a night guy. He is easy. Yeah. And they normally get re- out rebounded every night. They get crushed on the offensive end every night. That's why they're damn near to the bottom when it comes to second chance points. What they give up because the team just crashes. Killed him on the board. Claxton, he tries, Kip, but he's just too light. I mean, he's six or seven. Yeah. But my, my biggest frustration with Kevin Durant, who I have called in the past many times best player on the planet, is yeah. you, you, you're seven feet tall. You, can't you do better than five rebounds? He I mean, should. it just seems like by by chance you could get seven or eight rebounds just by accident. Yeah, Kevin Durant played 37 minutes and then commit one foul. Nope. Not there mentally. I, I don't know how you played that I, long. I, and not, I not one? It's a good point. You, ain't trip, you didn't trip anybody? You wear nope. a size 20. No. Nope. So at least just trip somebody and get a foul. <laughs> nope. Agreed. Well, guys, busy schedules for these two teams. Up next for the Nets, tonight they face off against the Raptors. And for the 76ers, they face the Hornets. And up next for us, get ready, Skip. Yes, your Cowboys are huge favorites tomorrow, but are they about to let their fans down on Thanksgiving Day? Keep it right here on Undisputed. We're back in just a moment. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. Skip's Cowboys now nine and a half point favorites against the Giants, but Cowboys fans now don't get too excited. Let's look at history. Dallas has lost six of their last eight games on Thanksgiving. Hmm. War of the stats. Shannon, how concerned Mm. should Cowboys fans be about another Thanksgiving day letdown? Skip, it's one game. Anything can happen. But if if I'm the Cowboy faithful, I feel pretty good. After watching what, and maybe that's why there should be some calls for a law because you watch what you watch from one team on Sunday, and then you saw what you saw from the other team on Sunday. There ain't no way they can beat us. And then all of a sudden, they start fat catting, and the next thing you know, you find yourself in a game in the fourth quarter. But if the Cowboys do what they've done the last game, which is go out and come late in the bus, I, I think by the half, the Vikings knew, man, we can't, we ain't winning this game. 
Let's just, hey, let's continue to play hard, make sure we don't get anybody hurt, and let's get or ready. Was it 20 to 3 at half? And, and yep. Let's give the 20, the, but they hadn't come close to moving the ball nope. since they got that three point. They missed the touchdown by Hawkinson. They hadn't, they didn't come close to moving the ball after that. So now, although if Hawkinson makes either of those plays, it's ten to three it, Vikings. It, right? it might be a different situation. Yeah. So now they got a Thanksgiving Day game against the New England Patriots. Yep. If I'm if I'm the Cowboys, you take a page out of what you saw uh, uh, the Lions do. You take Saquon away, fourteen carries, twenty two yards. You put the ball in Daniel Jones' hands and says, I do not believe Vanilla Big can beat us. That's what Saquon nicknamed him. Mm -hmm. I don't believe he can beat us. I'm going to make you throw the football, and when you throw the football against this Cowboys team, they look like the 70s doomsday and the 80s, early 80s doomsday defense, Skip. Yep. They come get you. Mm. And so, I, if I'm the, and sometimes, Skip, it's not all about coaches. Sometimes you don't need to coach. As a, as a leader in the locker room, Dak Prescott, you get the guys together and say, look here, man, Mike McCarthy don't need to tell us anything about this one. This one's on us. Let's go out there. Let's start fast. Let's play consistent. Let's not do anything dumb. Let's not get any dumb penalties. Yep. And let's go ahead and win this ball game. We're the better team. We should win this ball game if we play Cowboys football. But I don't know if that's a good thing because Cowboys football, if make bonehead plays, you get penalized. But, hey, cut down on the penalties, this team can't stay with us. We should, hey, at, the, at somewhere midway through the third quarter, we should be eating turkey. We should be getting ready out. Oh, I don't know. They don't do the they don't do the turkey anymore. You know, like your coach man used to have a turkey to turkey and everything mm -hmm. on the sideline. Yep. I'd be thinking about man. I think I'm gonna have me two plates of turkey yep. dressing. Yep. I'm gonna have some you know, mac and cheese. Yep. I, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. If I'm the Cowboys, that's how they should be thinking. Let's end this game by the third quarter. Okay, I hear you. By the way, speaking of Vanilla Vic, <laughs> I ran into Michael Vic a couple of days ago in the hallway because he's on his way to do your yeah. podcast. Yes, yeah. And I said, Vanilla Vic. <laughs> Talking about Daniel Jones, and, and Michael just shook his head. Oh, he said, no, no, he's not. Because that trended on Twitter, I think I noticed, after an early touchdown, and then all of a sudden Detroit scored all the touchdowns yes. from that point forward. Okay, back to the premise. Obviously, I'm lifelong diehard Cowboy fan. I want to drive home the point how for years on end we have owned the Thanksgiving Day stage. Yeah. It was our stage and it was our rocket ship to the stars because it was it, it gave us a late season quote unquote buy because right. we got 10 days for the stretch run right. after we got to play at home on Thanksgiving. And as, as we talked about many times. It got grandfathered in from the start because nobody wanted to play on you Thanksgiving Detroit. since Detroit and Dallas. <laughs> and Tech Schramm, God bless him. Yeah. Like, God rest his soul. He was sort of the original architect of the Cowboys. He said, I I'll do it. Right. He knew it was going to be a big stage because it's a solo stage. And if you get the late game, everybody's. I guess most, I don't know what everybody's habits are, but I think most people have eaten and then they sit back and watch the Dallas Cowboys, right. America's team. So here we go. And I look at stretches back in 74 to 85. We won nine out of 10, 81 to 85. We won six straight Thanksgiving day games. Look at the, the dynasty of the 90s that I covered. Six out of seven Thanksgiving right. Day games, except for the Leon Lett game, which was a bizarre snow game, snow game. on Thanksgiving. And in you Dallas, had that Texas. game one if Leon Lett just leave the ball I'll alone. Just leave it alone, and we win that game, or we would have won seven straight. Even earlier in 2006 to 2009 in the 2000s, we won four straight. And then, as Jen just read, wait a second. We've lost six of the last eight. We've lost three straight. We've lost four out of five. That is horrifying to me because right. all of a sudden Thanksgiving owns us. And 
again, the only two times that we've won the game, were they were both against Washington. One was a Kirk Cousins game and right. one was a, a, a Colt McCoy, McCoy game. Okay? And we've lost the last three. One was an Andy Dalton game. Right. But two were that exactly. games right. against Buffalo, obviously, and then the Raiders debacle yeah. last year on Thanksgiving. But Buffalo blew yachts. Just blew, blew us out. <laughs> and it was before they were Buffalo. Buffalo, correct. Right? Yeah. I, I didn't know yet who they, they were. They were coming, right. And you, you looked up at the end of that game and they said, they just dominated you yep. on your home field. Okay, so what do we have right now? The spread just keeps going up and up and up. It's up to nine and a half points. What did it open as? I don't, I don't like know. Eight? Eight something in the eight somewhere, but it wow. just it keeps getting betting up. Okay, so what, what, what happened going to Green Bay? Do you, do you remember just two weeks ago? Yeah. Everybody in the world said, this Green is Bay a mismatch, right? Yeah. Green Bay was dead. Dead. They were dead because they were three and six at that point, and Dallas was a five-point favorite at Lambeau. It is funny. Guess who the Packers had just lost to? Detroit. Who did the Giants just lose to? <laughs> Detroit. Good point. Maybe Detroit's better than you think, right? But remember, it was Detroit, if I can go back four games, that early in the fourth quarter in Dak's return right. at Jerry World yeah. – Jamal Williams is going in for the 13 to 10 Detroit touchdown, yep. and he got rocked at the one and fumbled the football. Remember, yep. Demarcus Lawrence mm-hmm. rocked him. Yep. Okay, so here you are. You're in a nine and a half point favorite at home against a division rival. And as you always preach, division games they're are tough. just different. Yeah. They're just different. They you, know you, you yeah. know them. Yeah, and they're going to come and they're going to fight you because it's a big stage for them. And by the way, as badly as they lost Detroit, they're still seven and three, as you are seven and three. Correct. You got to seven to three on the rise. They fell to seven and three. Correct. Right? Yep. But have they been a surprise team? Yes. Yes. Are they beat up? Yep. yep. They're beat up. But do they still have Saquon? Yep. They yeah. have Saquon. Do they have Daniel Jones, who's had his moments this year? Yep. They yep. still but do. Skip, I'm looking at I'm looking at the Giants. They played the they played the Lions, who had the 31st ranked rush defense. They had the 32nd defense and points allowed. And Saquon had 22 yards rushing, and they scored 18 points. They give up 30 points a game. And you can only get 22 yards out of Saquon. You can only know. get 18 points. So the Cowboys are like, look, let's, let's stop. The, that's, the only, that's the only vulnerability that the Cowboys' defense have. Because yep. whatever reason, they don't play the run. Well, one of the reasons, Skip, when you want to get to the quarterback, sometimes you create lanes. Yep. And they have a run play call, they have a run on, and you out of lanes, and so the lane is bigger than what it should be because you stun it your way out of it. But if the Cowboys – look, if the Cowboys play – first of all, if the Cowboys played their best, the Giants played their absolute best, the Cowboys still are the touchdown better than they Absolutely. Now, the only problem that you run into, a team plays their best and you don't play your best. Now you set yourself up. You don't want to go into a game when you play a team like the Giants, Skip, that you believe that you're better than. I believe the Cowboys are better than them. You don't want this game going into the fourth quarter because mm-hmm. it's something about that, like, we ain't supposed, they didn't think we were going to be here. And you wake up and you find Agreed. yourself in a ball game, and I then agree. all of a sudden it, a ball, a funny, the funny-shaped ball takes a bad bounce here yep. and there. And you find yourself, you lose in the game. You're like, how did they lose to the Giants who just got crushed by the Lions? Good point. I'll remind you one more time. With Cooper Rush at quarterback, we went up there on Monday night earlier this season, yeah. and we won by a touchdown, 23-16. to 16. They took the lead 13-6 to mid-third quarter. And all of a sudden, Cooper Rush led two straight big scoring drives, completing 11 of 12 passes for 129 yards. We're better than they are. Right. So I'm here to say, I'll be on record, we should win this game convincingly, and we will. 
we should cover the nine and a half, okay. and I believe we will. Okay. I think we could win by a couple so of touchdowns. As long as you cover, that's a convincing win for you. Absolutely. You win by two scores, okay. Well, I agree. It's, it's division game, yeah. right? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, people don't realize two scores is a lot in an NFL game. This isn't college yeah. where Ohio State all of a sudden is playing a, a, a team of Le Illinois yeah, or Indiana. Right, right. No, Skip, that's not that. Yep. These are professionals. These are the best of the best. It's not like Ohio State out of all the five stars, Indiana might not have one. These are professional teams. These are professional team. They yeah. meet, they coach, and they all that stuff. So when you win by double digits, that's saying something in an NFL Although, game. Just quick point to defend Illinois. They did play the hell out of Michigan last they week. They did. Okay, they because, almost won. because Michigan is thinking about look at, they Ohio look at State. they're looking ahead to Ohio State. Okay, I got it. Here's the point. In the end, all I ever hear, I've heard it for years and years, is to use your phrase. Cowboys will do cowboy things when you least <laughs> expect it, right? Okay, their history has been, since the 90s, it's yeah. been a 27-year drought right. of not even getting back to NFC Championship games. They will fall on their face masks when you least expect right. it. They, they will crumble and, and implode right. when you least expect right. it. Okay, is this one of those no. trap opportunities? Well, I, well it, it shapes up as one. It, it could be. I don't think they're going to cowboy just yet, but we okay. know they're going to do some cowboy, some cowboying down the road. Right. I, I'm counting on them okay. doing that. I'm not, because if you can take care of business as the superior team here, oh, you got all of a out. sudden, well, well, if, if you can get your 10 days off at 8-3, and three, then you got home games against Indianapolis and Houston. Then you go to Jacksonville. These are winnable games. Yeah. And then you got your revenge match on Christmas Eve against Philadelphia. Then you have to finish at Tennessee and you got to go to Washington. You don't skip, you really need to win this game because you want you want to add you want the situation where we could possibly take the lead could if take we the beat lead. Philly. You could win the division. Yeah. You, you could do some big cowboy good things. You you could do old cowboy things yeah. as in Super Bowl type things. Yeah. And you could get all the way to the game at Tennessee and then at Washington to end. You, you could be in the proverbial catbird Absolutely. seat going to those games. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. I'll Case be closed. very curious to see what OBJ ends up tweeting during this game, guys. But a lot of folks <laughs> are going to be watching that one closely. Yep. All right. Speaking of watching closely, we're going to dive into if we'll see Deion Sanders being hired by a FBS school Ooh. soon. Skip and Shannon have the very latest up next here on Undisputed. Deion Sanders coached Jackson State to a perfect 11-0 record this season. Now, Deion's reportedly in talks with both Colorado and South Florida. However, according to college football insider Brett McMurphy, Deion's multiple academic and financial issues surrounding his failed Prime Prep Academy are definitely in the front of every school president's mind. Shannon, a lot of layers here. What are your thoughts, your reaction? Jackson State has one of the highest graduation success rates, 90% in the SWAC. Tied for Ole Miss and Mississippi State athletics for the highest in Mississippi. Is that just football or uh, athletics in general? I guess, it, sure. I guess we're talking about the football program okay. because All that's right. what he'll be responsible for, the football program. All right. You see how they keep moving the goalposts? Mm -hmm. Now, I wonder what's at the front of their mind when they hired Hugh Freeze or they hired Bobby Petrino or they had Lane Kippins, who has issues everywhere he turns up at. That's not at the front of their mind, but now, that, now uh, time is in line to get a job, get a promotion. Now that's at the front of everybody's mind. Now, when he got the job at Jackson State, that wasn't at the front of nobody's mind. Mm -hmm. Brett McMurphy, ain't no source tell Brett McMurphy anything. Now, all of a sudden, 
oh, you can go to a black college if you got some, if you got some, some red flags. That's okay. HBCU, we don't care about that. But get in line to get some real paper, some real bread. Now all of a sudden that's at the front of everybody's mind. That's the real issues. I thought winning was, it was cured everything. Mm. You said I didn't do this, Skip. Right at time, they mentioned South Florida, they mentioned the University of Colorado. Now all of a sudden, you know, I know what a lot of uh, uh, presidents are thinking, but they never think about this when he's old, when uh, Lane Kiffin. Now he's in line of being reported that he might resign his job at Ole Miss and go right down the road to Auburn. Now he was at Tennessee. That you has been a lot of different places. Oh, he's been a lot of different places. Don't know none of that crossed president's mind. Mm-hmm. Bobby Petrino, mm-hmm. none of that crossed. He only, he, he, I we don't know read what he did. It didn't cross any. Didn't cross not one president's mind. Mm. Hugh Freeze. All I know, he might have been in Magic City a time or two. Skip ain't cross nobody, and he went out and got a job at Liberty. Mm-hmm. What in Liberty? Skip. But it ain't cross nobody's mind. Dion, the failed prime prep and academic and financial. Really, people? See that that he checks every box. Skip twenty six and five year in N three. Recruiting Florida. I believe he can go anywhere and recruit. Obviously, he's from Fort Myers. He knows the area. Yep. He flipped the number one recruit, Travis Hunter. He's going to Florida State. He said, come down here with me. Now, he has an opportunity with the resources that these Power 5 schools have. Yep. Compared to an HBCU, he's going to be able to go into homes and because he's assembled a great coaching staff at Jackson State. Great Former Zim is on as an analyst. He has guys that not only played but coached in the National Football mm-hmm. League. Yep. I believe he will get a job, and he should. But it's amazing. As soon as the man start to get a little, he start to advance a little bit. Hey, listen, shoot that dirt out there. Hey, hey, Brett, check this out. Look at that right there. Brett, don't you got enough homeboys that's in the coaching profession that you ain't got to try to salt a brother up? I hear you, but it's much bigger than. Brett McMurphy. I want to be very clear because you you know Dion on a level I don't, but mm-hmm. I was around him a lot. I covered him, and I think I have a pretty good feel for him. He is the realest deal you can find. Yes. He is a rare human being on and off the football field. I believe he's a rare football coach, and I, this is just me. I believe he could coach professional football, even though he says, no, I don't want any part of that. But I'm I'm just saying that's how rare he is. This is just me, and I'm speaking straight from the bottom of my heart. If I owned a National Football League team right now and I had an opening, I, I would go beg him to coach it. Because he would coach to me beyond what Jeff Saturday could do. He mm-hmm. he and Jeff Saturday's so far so good. He's yeah. he's showing there's new life and pep in the step. And I got that. Listen, Dion. Right. He would change your life. But as a recruiter, he could change any oh, yeah, college's yeah, yeah. life. Yeah. And, and it still gets me a little bit in my gut that, that, that he's not going to stay at Jackson State because I love that. Yes. And I want to see them dominate to the point that they would start taking on the big schools. Right. And, and let's see them schedule Ohio State or Michigan or Oklahoma yeah. or USC or whoever it is. Alabama, let's see that. Right. Because that would be special. Ole Miss, let's, right. let's see Jackson State versus well, Ole Miss. Well, in order to do that, Skip, you got to recruit. You got to get the lineman. Because I believe the skill position, you could be he, able to compete. Well, well, he's showing he can compete. But you right? got to get you got to get O line and D line because that's where it's one at in, in, in Power Five. All right. So, look, 
let's hit quickly on what happened at Prime Prep Academy. Mm -hmm. I know what happened. I've read all these reports. It, it became a financial disaster. It, it was mismanaged. It, it, it was a mess. But you know and I know what happened. Dion didn't want to manage the school. That's not who he right. is or what he does. He wanted to coach. He wanted to lend his name to it, to so it. it's called Prime, right. as in prime right. time. Prime yeah. Prep Academy. Right. And Dion was quoted as saying, we want to do good in the hood. We want to make some of these kids CEOs. And right. I believe with all his heart and soul, right. he, he intended for that to happen. Right. But he can't run the business part of it because it's not what he, he is. Does. And, and it went out of control behind the scenes. Right. Off his radar. Right. He's just trying to coach the football right. team. So then he goes to a financial meeting and he gets into an altercation with the CFO, the chief financial officer. Right. And I don't know, there's some pushing or shoving, and the guy falls down. And, and the next thing I know, Dion has lost his job over this. And he, he was quoted as saying on, on WFA in Dallas, he said, Mr. Jefferson was the guy's name. It was not beat down. He was not beat up. He was not hit. He was none of that. Mr. Jefferson and I got into a confrontation about the welfare of these kids, and we'll get into another one. Until you start taking care of these kids, I'm going to be on a rampage. That, that's the guy I know right there. That, the kids that's everything to him. Okay, they're everything to him. It's, it's why you should, you should be at his doorstep right now if you have a head coach opening. Even Auburn, I, I don't know. Like, he would change life at Auburn. But Skip, see, that's, that's the guys they use. Okay. The most important okay, thing I, is the kids until the coaches try to stand up for the kids, and it. then all of a sudden that's not the most important okay. thing. All right, so who do we have in charge at these, these universities? We have little people, to me, small-minded people yeah. who are afraid of the aura and the mystique and the presence. of. Listen, Deion Sanders, one of the greatest players ever. He's yeah. by far the greatest cornerback ever. Right. To me, I've made this case before. I believe he was the greatest athlete to ever play, and I know Bo Jackson gets into this, and we yeah. go on and on. But, right. but Dion was an all-state basketball player in Fort Myers yep. in Florida, mm -hmm. and then you know what he did in baseball. I mean, he he was a he started in center field for the Yankees yeah. and the Braves and Cincinnati, and then he went to San Francisco. Okay. He was very – I'm not going to say he was a great baseball player, but it, it's hard to be a good one, and he was a good one. Right. And then we know what he did in your sport. Right. I think that's all intimidating for some of these little small-minded administrators in college football where it wouldn't be intimidating on the pro football level. No, but Skip, but you understand, like, these coaches, some of these coaches are bigger than the president. Nick Saban is bigger than anybody in the state of Shots Alabama. Fired. Okay. That Dabo Sweeney is big. Deion yep. Sanders goes to South Florida, Colorado, wherever he goes, he's going to be the biggest – state institute, uh, a worker yep. in the state. Okay. So to your point, just quickly, you brought up Hugh Freeze. So, so just for the record, over a two-and-a-half-year period when he was head coach at Ole Miss, he made 13 calls, at least 13 calls to escort services and got busted for that and lost his job, okay? They might have so, been Uber. Well, we know they, they might have been Uber drivers. You, you could be right. And then Bobby Petrino, obviously, First, he quit on the Falcons after 13 games. He just walked away, and he wound up at Arkansas, and he had an affair with his assistant, and he lost that job, okay, right. over and that. Did he pop back up at where? Louisville. Yeah, he did. He went back to he Louisville, went back to Louisville. Now he's at, but now what? he's at Missouri State now. Okay. But that, right. that, that, okay. That, that, I, I, I got it. Hugh Freeze, obviously, is back at Liberty, and they've been pretty good here. Well, Liberty is a... Is a... Uh, it's, it's that. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Okay. I got it. And then you brought up Lane Kiffin. <laughs> 
I know Lane. <laughs> he is a mess to deal with. He's a good football coach, and he's a very good offensive excellent football, football coach. Excellent, okay? excellent coordinator. And, and we know he did some great things at Alabama when he had to revive his career. Yes. But he fell apart with Al Davis, and then he fell apart with Tennessee, and then he was at Florida Atlantic, and he's at Ole Miss, and now there are all this he stuff. Fell, he's he, looking again for greener pastures. Okay, I got it. He fell I got apart it. with Coach Saban. Okay, he did. Okay, we, we get it. We, we get it. Fair points on your part. I just want to see, you know, I would love for Dion to stay at Jackson State, but again, he, he deserves what, whatever right. job. They're, they're all fools if they don't hire this man. But they hire those guys, Skip. Why? Because they win. Lane Kiffin won. Bobby Petrino won. He did. Hugh Freeze has won. Has won. So he now has. winning should be the overriding factor. That, that is correct. Thank you. Appreciate that. Indeed, Shannon. Winning fixes everything. All right. As Skip already mentioned, we expect to see LeBron back on the court very soon, like in two days. Championship. We'll give you the very latest when we return here on Undisputed. We were there now? According to our friend Chris Haynes, LeBron James expected to return to the court Friday against the Spurs. LeBron has missed the Lakers' last five with an adductor injury. Shannon, the countdown's on. LeBron yep. is 1,077 points away from passing Kareem on the all-time scoring list. How soon do you see the King actually getting past Kareem? Skip, I got him somewhere between game 40 and game 45. He's 1,077 points, as Jen mentioned. If he averages 27.1, which he's averaged for his career, that would be game 40. If he averages 26.6, which he's averaging his five years in L.A., that would be game 41. If he averages 25 points a game, that would be game 44. Skip, games 40 through 46 are all national televised games. So I think the NBA kind of figured that. But okay, if, I'll, I'll buy that they were looking ahead to that. I, yep. But I also, right. Skip, it also means, guess what? He's going to have to play all these games. I agree. Because you miss a game, you push a game back. You miss two games, you push a game back. So for me, Skip, and I'm sure LeBron would like to do this in front of his home crowd at the Staples. Absolutely. But Skip, the thing was, and what people don't know, when Kareem broke the record, he didn't break it in the forum. He didn't even break it in the NBA arena. He broke it in Vegas against Utah. <laughs> and and I don't even remember. <laughs> I, I, I just remember Skip. I was just I was talking to my, uh, my producer mm -hmm. Ash, and I was like, Ash. If my memory serves me correct, he didn't break this in a uh, standard NBA arena. You remember back in the 80s, even the, uh, the Celtics would play games at Hartford. They didn't always play their game, all their games in the, in the garden. Yep. So it's different. Everybody can't be Hank, Hank Aaron. Break the record and you hit it in Fulton County Stadium. That doesn't happen like that, Skip. Mm. So I'm looking at Milwaukee game 40, Golden State. So I'm going to say games 40 to 45, Skip, but that's still predicated that he plays all the games. Are we sure that he's going to play all the games in between. I think you're being wildly optimistic, but I hope you're right about what you just said. So I don't want to boggle our viewers' minds <laughs> with too many numbers, but, but it's important now to look at what is happening. Right. He's still 1,077 points away. That just seems like a lot of points at his advanced stage and age. Right. So he's coming off five games missed, about two weeks, a little over two weeks yeah, missed. Yeah, it'll be two weeks. I think it'll be two weeks on uh, Friday. Okay. So by my math, 
he needs to play 43 more games at his current pace of 25 a game. So right. let's do what he – not his career scoring, which is 27. Right. Let's do what he's been doing so far at 25. So this, this year. Yes. So he's at 25 points a game, okay. correct. So 40 – he needs 43 at 25. And by the way, Anthony Davis is on a historic tear. Yes. Does, it, will that cut in at all to LeBron's points? Because over the last – Five, he's averaging 35 a game. Right. Will LeBron take a little more of a backseat? Will, will he fall down closer to 20 a game? I don't know. If you go back and look at his first year, AD's first year in the L.A. Skip, yep. he averaged 26, LeBron averaged 25. So let's just say for the sake of argument, that stays the same. AD averages 26, LeBron averages 25. Well, then he's going to be closer to what you believe right. around 43, 44 games. Okay, so they have 66 games left. But remember... <laughs> There are 12 back-to-backs in there, and I'm not sure you accounted for them because I don't think he's going to play back-to-backs. I could be wrong. And but... it's a lot going to be predicated on how much energy did he expend in the first night. If you play in 38, 40 minutes, hell nah, you better not play because okay. you're, you're stressing that. I, I, I'm going to guess doctor. he won't play the 12 back-to-backs, okay? So that now means you... of the 66, that's reduced to 54 left that he has a, the capability right. of playing right. in those 54. Okay, so we need 43 games out of the 54. That means there's an 11-game cushion in there for minor injuries. I'm right. going to knock on wood. I don't even like to right. talk about it. But it's, it's he's an older player right. who, who's high contact. Mm-hmm. Okay? So is something going to pull here and there? Is he going to miss a couple here or five games there or whatever? Maybe. And it's so – it's so wild to me. Every night I sit and watch Jason Momoa play Father Time in those ads. It's it's life imitating art, imitating life because right. that's exactly what is happening in real life, in real time. Right. Is he's fighting off Father Time? Are you going to leave me alone? Can I get forty three games of ninety percent health? Because right. he's going to be a little beat up. Right. Even this adductor, it'll probably plague him a little bit down the the road at right. some point. It's hard to heal it up on the fly, but Clock is ticking, and you keep bringing up Carl Malone because oh, I I thought stupidly. Everybody thought. Yeah, I just thought he would do it, and it, after a while, it just wore him down, and he couldn't get there. Couldn't. Okay. Uh, Skip, I, I just think the thing is, is that he's going to have to maximize the free throws. He's going to have to yep. get the, moving forward. He's going to have probably have to shoot eighty percent. Because 80% because you're leaving two points, three points. They're and those called two, free throws. And yes. they add up. When they it's do. all said and done, Skip, you left three points this game, three points that game, and you played 20. That's Agreed. 60 points that you left on the table. Agreed. It, it will not be easy. No. Yeah. That, but, Skip, that's all the reason why I don't know if somebody's going to break it because the low management now and guys just resting to rest. Is somebody going to ever break this record if he gets yeah. it? I, I, right now, I would say, no way. <laughs> if it is, he hadn't been born yet. Because because when Kareem broke the record, LeBron wasn't born. No. <laughs> well, there aren't a lot of things that have gone according to plan for the Lakers yet this season, gentlemen. Right. All right, what four teams will make the college football playoff Ooh, this question. year? This is getting really good. The guys give their predictions. Coming up next, keep it right here on FS1. College football now. The Georgia Bulldogs, they remain atop the college football playoff rankings, followed by Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. I love this debate every time of year. Shannon, project which four teams will end up making the college football playoff when it's all said and done. You're going to call me crazy, Skip. You're going to call me crazy. I call you you that every day. (laughs) I'm going to have Ohio State. 
When it's all said and done, I believe Ohio State will be number one. I believe they beat Michigan, and they probably beat Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. Okay, I'll buy that. But wait a second. What I about got, Georgia? I got LSU upsetting Georgia. What? In the SEC Championship game. You're from Georgia. I am from Georgia. But I think LSU is going to pull it off. Brian Kelly's got those guys playing unbelievable. They will be the number two seed. Georgia, which will lose, will be the only one-loss team, so they have to be, and they're kind of like what happened last year, Skip. When Alabama upset them, Alabama shot to number one, yeah. and then Georgia still made the college football playoff. And lo and behold, guess who gets in? Everybody get your roll on. They're going to get in because I believe TCU will lose one of their, fi lose one of their final two games, and I also believe that Notre Dame going to spring that upset on USC. And guess who sit right there at number? <laughs> right there at six. Boom! The only thing that concerns me, Skip, because if LSU gets in, this will be the first, first time a two-loss team makes the college football playoff. Are they willing the first year that they accept one, allow two? They are very high on Alabama because last second loss, a two-point conversion and a walk-off field goal by Tennessee. They're but they have lost two games. They're punishing Clemson. You got throttled by Notre Dame, who looked like some trash earlier they in the season. Did. And we're going to hold that against you. Okay. So that's why they bumped them down one and put Alabama up one. Because if you look at the college polls, Clemson is in front of Alabama. But the college, the college football playoff poll, Alabama's in the front. So USC, I got USC. USC is going to lose one of their last one of the two games, too, because they got the, uh, the championship game, the Pac-12 championship. But you said they're going to lose Notre Dame. They, they'll lose uh, Notre Dame or they're going to lose... I, I, Skip, if I'm not mistaken, they're going to take the two best teams, not two best teams okay, in the so, in the, uh, so in the Oregon Patrick. and Oregon State play, so that's a big deal. And Utah is still lurking, lurking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I got, I got. So my mine's going to be Ohio State one, LSU two, Georgia three, Bama four. Bama four. Did you just have to get Bama in there just yeah, because you had to it's, roll with the tide? It's the Alabama Invitational. <laughs> we there every year. You know yeah. that. Stop playing. That's what we do. This is cray, 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 crazy. Cray, cray, crazy. Okay, first of all, I would like a quick diet do bet that that Georgia, did you say Georgia's still in in your? Yeah, they're still in. They're still in. Okay, can I have at least one case on LSU upsetting Georgia in the championship game? I need one case on that. I'll give you You do one? Okay, I got it. Thank you very much. Okay, here are my four. Georgia is by far the best team in the country, and I see no challenge to Skip, this. They can be had this year, Skip. I don't they, they, think they can so. be had. They I can don't, be guys. I, I can do see not see if their offense is so explosive, and that little quarterback is as good a college quarterback who won't Skip play. Skip the man 25 years old. I, I got it, but he just plays. He just keeps making. But every time I turn him on, I say, that's too good, and that's too good, and he's got too many weapons. Okay. You know it, and I know it. You, you're. You, their, defense, their defense is not as strong. Skip, you can't be as strong when you lose five guys, but that okay. kid, 88, Jalen Carr. He's going to be another top five pick. Watch I, I, Thank you. Okay. Ohio State will beat Michigan. Okay. Will be the number two seed. Okay. You, you, you are, I, Ash is your, your producer. Yes. And she's at TCU yes. all the way, yes. right? Yes. And, and you say they're going to lose to Iowa State or Kansas State in the championship Kansas, game? Kansas, Kansas State now. I, I know what they did to my Sooners. Yeah, I know them. Yeah, I know yeah. them upside down. I got them, but they're, they're not better than TCU. But you know, we, we'd have purple versus purple, but the, the big purple is TCU. TCU purple. been borrowed by our time. No. They, they, got, they got luck against Baylor. They did. They got luck against I, Baylor. I, Baylor it, had them. It, it, wasn't ba it wasn't luck. They just went out and executed a 
field goal and pulled it off. You can't be keep bar on bar time. Okay, yet. they are going to win out because they can beat <laughs> Iowa State at home, and I believe on a neutral field they'll be better than Kansas okay. State. They, they've been on a magic carpet ride the whole year. Which brings me to my, my death pick here, my nemesis pick. You know and I know what is lurking. To speak, speaking of lurking, it's stinking Lincoln Riley. He's coming. Here he comes. He's going to haunt me to the death. He slinked away under the cover of night, and he took the best player in college football with him, Caleb Williams. He might win the Heisman. He just might because, trust me on this, I watch a whole lot of college football. He is the best single player in college football, and it, to me, it ain't even close. I was pushing last year. I said, he's a true freshman. He's in the Heisman race until Stinkin' Lincoln at Baylor, for reasons I'll never understand, yanked him in the fourth to start the fourth right. quarter of a very winnable game and put Spencer Rattler in. Please riddle me that. Explain that one to me. Was it because he knew he was on the way out? I don't know, but he stole Caleb and took him with him. Caleb, you want to talk about balling? Yeah. Whew, I watched UCLA. It's it's like a mismatch. They can't stop Caleb Williams. He had 500 yards of total offense. Okay. And Spencer Rattler did the college football play on his, up, right. on his head and, because he beat Tennessee. Okay. And why did USC lose at Utah? I watched the whole game because Stinkin' Lincoln's teams play no defense. And every year they have a loss like this where they score 42 and Utah scored 43. Right. Okay. So the committee doesn't like USC right now because as the, the, the committee had said last night, they don't play enough defense to our lightning, okay? Right. Well, they, they don't play any defense. That's why he left the cupboard defensively bare at Oklahoma for a Brent Venables who, whose calling card is defense. And he goes in there. They got no linemen. They got no studs. They got nobody. They have a good offense because they still had skill left, right. but they don't have any defense left at Oklahoma because Stinkin' Lincoln didn't recruit defense. If, if you go to if we, when he was there, Skip, if you go to uh, Oklahoma, you're going because of the offense is firepower. You're a quarterback, you're a wide receiver, store. running back. He's going to get you the ball, be a handed off or running to you. Okay. Defensive guy, you go to the SEC or do you go into the Big Ten okay. if you want to play some defense? So I hope you're right about this, but I don't think you are. Even though Notre Dame is on a late-season roll, they, they, they play, ripped they off some, five in a row. They're yeah. playing some football, but this is at the Coliseum against Caleb. He will rise and shine, and he will be the difference maker. The only thing that concerns me, I think Notre Dame can hang in there defensively. Can their offense score enough points? Even though USC's defense is bad, is Notre Dame offense good enough to punish them? Because Skip, they won. They won the thing. They won a game scoring for forty-five. They, yep. they won a game. They won 37, 35. They yep. won a game thirty-five, thirty-two. So, okay, you you can see what's coming. You, you, USC at home, they're they're going to rise above Notre Dame, and then they'll beat whichever team survives on the other side. Right. Whichever team is there, they will beat them. And then you know, and I know, the committee loves what. Conference champions. Yeah. So, so if they're a one-loss conference champion, they're going to get the fourth spot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because Mich you count on Michigan, but here's the th so Michigan to lose. Yes. And you got LSU losing to Georgia. Yes. So naturally, yeah. Because I don't see Alabama a two-loss team jumping a conference champion. You, you just can't. As much cachet as Nick Saban has and all that team, and I still think Alabama is really they good. They are. They are. They are really good, but they they lost two games. You can argue that they should not have lost. That quarterback is really, really he is good. Really, really <laughs> good. But Caleb Williams is going to be a pro football yeah. star, also. Yeah. Whew. G E A U X, go Tigers, go. Shannon, you've never sounded more intelligent. Yeah. I'm going to throw some big games in there. We got one case I'm on that. <laughs>
It's the best time of year. All right, guys, we've got a little bit of developing news I need uh -oh. to get your opinion on. The Jets, they're making a change at quarterback. We're going to give you the very latest. Skip and Shannon dive in on the other side of this break. Again, according to Schefter, the Jets benching Zach Wilson. This comes after Wilson went 9 for 22 for only 77 yards in the Jets' 10-3 loss to the Patriots. Shannon, was this the right call by the Jets? Yeah, he's holding this team back. And so you can't necessarily be concerned with just one player. you got to worry about the other 52. And the other 52 have lost confidence in, Jack, in Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. So, hey, I don't have a problem with this. Circumstances have changed. Robert Salas three weeks ago, yeah, I would support the guy. But the circumstances in the past the previous, the past three weeks says, you know what, we got to move in a different direction. Mm. Mike White gives them a better chance to rent. I'm not saying he's going to be a better quarterback than Zach Wilson, but he gives them a better option currently. And that's what it's all about now, Skip. Mm. I got to do what's in the best interest of the team, not just one. Mike White is higher risk but much higher reward. Yes. Because he's more electric to me than Zach Wilson has been. Yes. I agree with you. The team has quit on Zach Wilson. Yeah. It's time to move forward. But the problem is, once you make this move, it, it's very possibly you have lost Zach Wilson, yeah. and he was the second overall pick in the draft. Well, Skip, I mean, think about it. They drafted Sam Donald, three overall. Yeah. He's gone. Zach Wilson, two overall. It doesn't matter what you do else. If you miss on that guy, yeah. you can't overcome him, Skip. Unless Mike Wilson, I mean, Mike, Mike White. White is a godsend. Yeah. He just got to be complete more than nine yeah. passes. Yeah. That involves a change at quarterback. Yeah. Always good stuff, gentlemen. Fantastic show today. We're out of time, but don't forget, we are back tomorrow morning. Be sure to stick around. The Herd's up next.